This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. So, the only thing left to say is, you win. Order now on the McDonald's app, and you can also get rewards points delivered too, so that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants, 18 plus, rewards registration required. Points only on menu items. Delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Welcome to the Chelsea Fancast, the Friday night preview shoe, show. Shoe? It could be a shoe. shoe. Maybe we're in for a shoeing. I don't know. Um, let's settle for a, pr- a Friday night preview show. Uh, I am, of course, Stamford Chidge, uh, and I am very much, very much glad to be back in the saddle, having uh, basically buggered off for two weeks, uh, ignoring Chelsea completely whilst I was sat in France drinking vast amounts of wine and eating huge amounts of cheese, putting on a stone, and uh, not worrying about the fact that Chelsea were getting more shit in my absence. Uh, of course, I returned in time for Chelsea to win a game and score a goal. Who knew? Anyway, we'll talk about that in a minute uh, because we are, in fact, on the show going to talk about Chelsea versus Brighton in part one. And then we will be previewing uh, Chelsea or Fulham versus Chelsea in part two because, of course, there is a game coming up on Monday. But before all of that, I I have to say a very heartfelt, warm welcome to a man whose little face I have actually missed quite a lot in the last two weeks, Mr. Jonathan Kidd. Hello. I'm doing a voice, I think, that fits my little face. How's that? Yeah, yeah, lovely little face as well. Very much indeed, Kidd. Lovely to see you. How are you? How are you? I've forgotten what you looked like. I know. You lucky man. (laughs) (laughs) How are you? You all right? Yeah, very good, thank you. Yeah, yeah, thank you, thank you. you recovered from uh, from illness, but a um, lot more energy. Um, beginning of the week when I cried off, oh, it's a man like that, which would have been a bit rubbish. You know what, um, Mon- Monday must have been quite a show, because that's the first show without either you or me on it. For 12 years. Well, easily, yeah, got to be, hadn't it, yeah? I was told it was much better. I told the ratings doubled. Yeah, it did. <laughs> we, had, we had five people listening. Work that one out. Very clever. <laughs> it's normally two and a half. Exactly. Ooh. Exactly. Ooh, so, two and a baby, two and a child. Um, yes, in that in that period you're away, the team managed to play exactly the same every single time, which was, uh, <laughs> was I found myself boring the pants off everybody. I just kept thinking, I'm saying nothing original at all. I said all this last were you, week. Were you a misery guts while I was away? Oh, I was so gloomy to such an extent that people 
people have written on the Chelsea Fancast page, uh, um, in, um, how nice to see a show where uh, it wasn't all gloom and doom. Oh, that was because you and I weren't on. Exactly. <laughs> you knew. <laughs> in fact, you and I are the gloom and We're misery. I know. gloom and your doom. I know. I, I, I did specifically no, warn... No, we don't know who you are yet. You're not on yet. <laughs> You're not on. You can't come on yet. No, I've got to introduce you. you chaos to, yeah. returns. It don't take, <laughs> takes me two minutes to create chaos. I love it. <laughs> He's zipped it. He has zipped it. I'll introduce him, though, of course. It is the extremely lovely man who is um, Danny Finkelstein's big chum, apparently. Ooh. Ooh, yeah, apparently so. Since you were on the show on Monday and you were so you were so complimentary about the club, he's followed you. So obviously that's the thing to do. So he Chief, has. you and I have got to blow smoke up the arse of the club tonight. And then we'll Danny Finkelstein will follow us both. Yes. <laughs> as, if, as if we care. But it is, of course, the uh, uh, the grocer Jack himself, the right reverend, Mr. Back from France, Mr. Tony Glover. I thank you. I thank you. I've been back about a week. And I, well, n- nearly two weeks, actually. Two I'm weeks so ago. Sorry, I didn't have said that then. I'm yeah, sorry. But, um, but from no, France, right, ages ago, ages ago, he was back. I from... did, I did warn on on a Monday night show. I did say that with Chidge and me having been in France, this could sound like a bit of a Del Boy on Del Boy. Yeah. Um, Bonnet uh, de douche, monsieur. Bonnet de douche. Mon Dieu, mon Dieu. You know. <laughs> <laughs> that was like you and me in Arras, wasn't it? When it we was. were ordering our it, dinner, it wasn't was. it? To be honest, we we downplay how 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 um how actually culturally aware and how good our French was between us at that. Actually, well, so. I, I've got to admit, mate. I mean, actually, you know, you and I love France so much. We should we should set up a Chelsea commune, shouldn't we? Really, we should a Chelsea fancast commune on France? Indeed, but I did also warn Dean on Monday night and and Mark that that I was still feeling very positive despite uh, defeat against Aston Villa because mm-hmm. I thought. As you'll know, if you listen to the show, I just thought one one incident changed the game. Yeah. One incident, and uh, and that was that. You know, I was I'd been pleased with what I'd seen. Well, so, yeah, good. Well, I mean, talking about yours and my friend. I mean, obviously, having been in the wonderful land of France for the last two weeks, um, I shamed and embarrassed my missus totally because her French is all right. I mean, it's not brilliant, but it's all right. Uh, and mine is crap. And uh, she kept on saying to me that. Uh, every time I spoke French to the French, they they looked at her like like what the fuck, you know? They couldn't understand yeah. me at all because my pronunciation is so bad, and I just got fed up with it and decided, okay, fuck you all, I ain't gonna fucking try then. Yeah. So and, and and basically they all started complaining, and I said, okay, it's like this: if you want to have a conversation with an eight year old, I'll speak French. If you want to have a conversation with an adult, you're speaking English. All right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. You know what I mean, don't you, Tone? I absolutely do yeah. because I, we we found that one or two places, the places that we know, the restaurants we know, they're more than happy because I'm always going to say, you know, as you prefer Palais Francais, if play, you know, it's impossible, you know, I'll do that. Um, and occasionally, when you speak French back to them, they look at you as if to say, "What did you just say?" Yeah, don't fucking bother, mate. And I'm like, I'm I'm trying here, I'm trying, pal. Yeah, you know, no, I, I find a rather patronising. Uh, in a sort, of, I think what you know that thing they used to say. What would Jesus do? I th- I always think what would J.K. do? <laughs> so in, it's the same thing, reply, isn't it? He would reply in the most patronising uh, French accent possible to underline the fact that he's made the effort and they're just being pig ignorant. So I found, and that works really well. You can say "do small, super play" if you want, or you could just repeat what you're saying very slowly and point at the menu or whatever. And uh, and and the, the, you get this little 
Hercule Poirot kind of smile on the face with a hint of ind indignation. It's lovely. So yeah, there you go. What there would you JK go. do? My dad used to say, lentement et doucement, s'il vous plaît. That's right. Slowly and parle, gently. Je parle pas très bien. Oui. Mais uh, c'est assez. Mon, mon, mon vocabulaire est, yeah. est, est suffit. Suffices. Yeah. Suffice. In other words, I can understand you if you speak slowly. And he would get a very good response from that. Yes. He That's would be, right. And they, and they do. And, and to be fair, most of the time, most of the time they do appreciate an effort to be put in there we go uh, I, I, i'm sure you'll back up Chiz. you know yeah, when we did yeah, it yeah past, yeah yeah um they were they were fine and actually look the girl who served us that super duper bloody beer um she looked pleasantly surprised at the fact that we were um englishmen able to parlay shall we yeah say? well quite right right then boys and girls let's let's talk about some foobar some football um uh, you know, obviously, uh, <clears throat> I didn't quite make it back in time for the Brighton match, uh, which was a, a great shame, um, largely because we won, Tony, a much-needed <laughs> win, monsieur. Yes. And we we discussed it on Monday night on the fan cast, OK? Um, why are you all waving at me? I'm not waving at you. I'm waving at JK's daughter. Oh. Oh, hello. Oh, oh I couldn't see it. It's cause hello. 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 She looks, she looks very sweet. Thank you. She is. She's lovely. Yeah. Um, not as grumpy oh. as JK either. No. No. Probably talks more sense about football, to be Indeed. fair, as well. Um, so we, we discussed it on, on Monday night. I mean, I was still quite upbeat about everything I'd seen on Sunday. I thought we were partially robbed by some shit refereeing. And, and, and a red card that, for me, the more I've seen of it, the more it isn't a red card. And uh, but we agreed that Brighton and the Carabao Cup was more important to us this year than it's probably been any year. You know, we're normally at the top table fighting for Champions League. I'm not going to say the Premiership because we haven't had a sniff of that for bloody years. But, you know, we've, we've been in with the big boys and this time we're not. So a competition like this is really important. And I always remember the at his enfant at his terrible best. Jose Mourinho uh, treated that first season when he won the Carabao or the League Cup, I don't know who was sponsoring it at the time, um, really, really importantly, because he said it was a springboard. Right? It, was, it was Carling. Yeah, Carling Cup, was it? Yeah. And he yeah. said it was a springboard. It, was, it would feed the winning mentality. Once you've won that competition, you want more. You want more of it. He treated it really, really importantly. And we've always treated the competition importantly. Even I even went back to, um, I want to speak to Mark about it, going back to the days of Ken Bates, who said, what's the point of entering a competition if you ain't going to try and win it? Okay. Except this time, the priority on the Carling, uh, the Carabao Cup <laughs> um, is, is far higher. So, yeah, a much we needed win. I think I forecast 2-0 to Chelsea, and, and so 1-0 um, was pretty decent. I think Mark was had a feeling it would go to penalties. Um, I watched the game um, because I have a method now of watching such games, and um, I, I this is where I I, I diverge I diverge from um, the, the fan cast um, fan bite view because I thought it was far better than than JK said. There mm. you go. Well, I mean, 
look, I th- I, it, it, okay, I have maybe I have an interesting perspective before before I bring JK into this because I've been I've been away for two weeks. The last the last match I went to I think was Forest, so I've missed a lot of the stuff. I've really actually completely cut away from all Chelsea in the last two weeks. You know, I had a proper holiday, and uh, you know, I, I listened to the match live. Uh, I managed to get it on the app. Live. I've got Cundy on there, and Cundy's great fun listening to, as we we know and love the man anyway. I, I mean, the takeaway that I have from it, that's why I said started off with a much-needed win, because, you know, I think we 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 were in that place, weren't we, where the, the rot needed to stop. Something vaguely positive needed to happen. And, and, and frankly, it was one of those kind of games where, you know, it could have gone off somebody's arse in the last minute, and that would have been enough. You know, irrespective of the fact that it was the Caribou Cup and you want to proceed in the competition because it'll be important because we don't have many matches this year. Also, irrespective of the fact that it was Brighton, who are a bunch of wankers, more of which later. Um, it was just really important to win. But I actually thought, and I and I did I did watch the match back afterwards, and I actually thought that, that, that you know, we didn't play too badly. I thought, you know, uh, without getting into too much of this already, I, I thought we would definitely... Uh, denied two goals at least i mean you know they were both i mean i think uh the second jackson goal was arguably onside. onside and and how can how the fuck can you give somebody offside when they're in their own half i mean i know we didn't score but we may well have done so i thought we were we were unlucky not to beat them by more than that having said that having said that i thought i thought they had a lot of you know, not a lot, but they had some pretty good chances. I thought Sanchez forgot that he was playing for us with his dodgy feet. More of that later. Um, and we could have had uh, what his name is, Leslie. He could have been sent off for a second yellow. So, you know, it swings and roundabouts, isn't it? But I think, you know, irrespective of the performance, I think the win was the important thing, JK. Yeah, it was, it was Brighton reserves we were playing, though. I think we need to be very... Um, aware of that they didn't put their first team out and they're still a very accomplished side uh, I thought the the Brighton crowd were um, ludicrously negative and not singing for their team at all really the, the, the they're, odd, they're, fu- they're fucking obsessed with us mate they, the little they, were wankers. they were absolutely obsessed we don't give a fuck them. about them I mean in the reality though you think about it there are four players playing for us who played for them last year so mm. that's that's why this has made such a well, it's two has, of our players playing for them Indeed, indeed, there's been a huge swap going on. But why, why I'm, and also I, I, I'm, I was so pleased we drew Blackburn in the next, uh, in the next round because I, I feel that the success this season in the League Cup. I agree with you completely, Tony. The League Cup is a very, it's an essential competition for us this year because I think it, it can be a strength springboard and create confidence. So the, the more. Um, easy draws we get i mean having said that we might then lose to blackburn but i i the, the more the more on paper easy draws we get the better and the, yeah. the fact we drew city last year as well as being shit in both competitions was some kind of like some dreadful um pact with the devil where we'd fucked up <laughs> fucked up awfully but the fact that we're playing against blackburn i think gets us a real possibility of getting into the next round and then once again it's 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 the luck of the draw, and if we're, we're, yeah. I'm, we're, we're a step nearer, and I think we're a step nearer to improvement. I mean, where I haven't, um, uh, where I, I, I've been consistent, I've never said, this is it, this is the end of the season. I'm always saying, what we're presented with isn't good enough. This is every single time I watch them. I really don't think, I think the trouble is, we're giving them an eye of 
yes, they're not bad. Let's be let's encourage them. Whereas the reality is it should be they're not good enough at the moment because they have to be worth the, the, the billion quid. And it's no good giving the arguments about them being kids and they've got to play together. I appreciate all of that, but we need to see improvement. And I have to say there are certain aspects of the team that are absolutely spot on for improvement. Palmer is a top, top player. That has been the best purchase for me in the transfer window. He really is. You could run the team around him. And he was asked in the press conference today whether or not he'd play him from the beginning. And he said, yeah, I think, I think, I think, yes, I think we will. Yeah, I think so, I think. And I thought, you're not going to. But you might. Who knows with him? Because I have to say, also, just to get onto Poch, um, uh, other than a moment when he was asked a question about why the fuck had both Chilwell and... Reese James both got the same injuries as last year. He, he professed not to understand it and had to ask for it to be translated and then sat there still, a lot, still not understanding it. He was much more fluent in the press conference than he has been and he's getting more and more fluent and and I like what he says because it's it's comprehensible. There was a period at the beginning of the season he was obviously you know, out of it. He just didn't, he, he hadn't practiced his English enough. I think he's having lessons again and he's making Probably great about sense. as bad as my French, JK. Uh, uh, well, yeah, but we expect the, the Chelsea Football Club manager to have a slightly better um, knowledge of the language, Chidge, than, uh, than uh, even though your French is good, that I've been grasping from, from you both here. Um, ish. Not good at all. Okay. Uh. <laughs> a bit better than French, Chidge. But, um, uh, I just might. Mon uh, français top... c'est terrible, monsieur. Il faut pas parler maintenant. Il est mad. Il est mad, quoi? La, uh, votre langage, votre langue, pardon. Um, <laughs> so um, I think I think the things that I'm calling out in the fan bike, Tony, are I don't I think we're giving a lot of you know. All right, we're we're giving them a chance. We'll give we'll give Jackson a chance at the moment. He's dreadful. Yeah, I agree. But well, if, Absol- I, I, other I, than the, how he got the goal and he scored another goal, yes, because he 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 took the two goals and he got ahead. He's good at sprinting. He's Werner esque at his sprinting. But the fact that he gets caught in possession so much and gives the ball away and is like a bit of a uh, I keep saying headless chicken. We use that word a lot. But the fact that he is is a bit he's not displaying much of the skill that he displayed in pre season is making me worry. Now, if he works better with Nkunku, which is, of course, what happened in pre-season, they were both a good pair, we're fucked. Now, interestingly, in the press conference today, he was asked by somebody, would they be Would they be looking at somebody else, a striker in the, in the January window? And Poch said, I am working closely with everybody involved. Didn't say no or yes. He just said, and I got the impression that, yes, they're going to try and buy a proper striker in January. That's what I yeah. felt. Because yeah. it needs to be bolstered in some way. Because it's not working at the moment. My my, I just not working, Chid. My my big fear with all of this is if you look at each player, the defence once again, uh, without Silver, the against Brighton, Colwell and Disazi, Colwell and Disazi look pretty good. Colwell is clearly a class act. He he really is. I reckon he's he's he he's the he's the future. Now there's this argument at the moment. Do you therefore not play Silver and you allow them to evolve? If they are, if the whole team is evolving, do you allow both Desazi and he to evolve as the two main centre forward, centre uh, central defenders, or even Badia Shield comes in? What do you do? But the, that that's and you and Silver gets pushed out. Silver, however, is is terrible thing stats, but we know from watching him, he's playing excellently. Other than the 
error that he made at the weekend against Villa, which really wasn't ultimately his fault. It was that it was a series of dreadful moments when um, Colwell actually did a very good, um, a very good block. And then uh, Watkins, who's a very good player, yeah. um, hit a really terrific strike and it, and poor old Sanchez, who'd been excellent in the game, let the ball through his legs. And then Sanchez, of course, in the last game, um, and I had a go at him in the fan bite, displayed, I think they got to him, the crowd got to him. I really think so. Displayed well, well, I mean, what, what, what I was really astonished by was, I mean, the moment that really sticks about, he actually passed it to one of their players for fuck's sake. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, you wonder whether he might have thought he's my player. Well, I don't you know. know. I mean, I don't think so. But... Un- unlikely, unlikely. But yeah. But then what he did do, actually, is he saved from one of his own ricks. You know, one yeah, of those. He did. He did that well. Where 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 he passed it. He passed yeah. it. I can't remember. It might have been Dezazi. And it, and it was, and it was Casado. He, was he, it? He, well, it was a hospital Cusado pass. Casado got foul. Yeah, got yeah, yeah, yeah. But it was a hospital he, pass because he was it under was. pressure. And he did he, say he did say well from that. To be fair, yeah, he did say well. Yeah. But anyway, apart from him, if, if you look through the team, well, the person who really worries me, and I think is being played out of position, is Fernandez, who was awful all the way through. He doesn't seem to have a role because he's playing forward of everybody else. He's playing forward of presumably. You mean in the Villa game? Um, when, when, uh, for no, and, and he came on, didn't he? For, didn't play in this game. No, he came he? on, but uh, he, he didn't play on. the whole game. Even when when he came on, he still is not connecting you know he was terrible in the villa game as well but he's not there's something he's i think he's out of position i think they've really got to work it out and what was what was excellent how um uh, palmer and um uh, i can't remember who he was playing with um uh, and and uh, and leslie actually don't look a bad combination and it was mm. it was it was just interesting how the, the dilemma is once again it's the final third again um uh but yeah i just it it's the fact, Tony, that particularly in the first half, you know, Cucurella is just not a... It was absolutely fucking awful. I mean, really, it was just... Didn't, didn't what, he do better in the second half, though? As I said in the... I said in The, the super poodle, you called him. It was, it was, he was super poodle. He, but I think it's because he was so riled. But he's obviously now absolutely in the picture because Chilwell has been ruled out for some time, unfortunately, because he's got a really rather bad... Um, hamstring problem well so we're can, just... can we can we talk about chill on now actually, as you, as you yeah. brought him up because uh i mean desperately sad to see him get injured again oh, i mean oh. for fuck's sake but i mean i i saw the i saw the uh you know poch's presser today and it and i mean I, everybody was saying it was his hamstring that he's injured but i i think that poch was alluding to the fact that he said the, the 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 mechanism doesn't quite work right, you know. So it seemed to me to be alluding to it's a return of his ankle injury. Well, no, he said it was his back. He said he hurt his back. Did he? So it's it's his hamstring. Yeah. All right. Okay. But anyway, yeah. he said it was bad. It, yeah. Yeah. It's the same leg. But yeah. Uh, yeah. If it's bad, so, he's out for months, mate. Yeah. 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 Which so we've got just... both, both of them out to go. Well, they'll come back and then re. Well, I mean, I, I, I will get. In, I think maybe we'll park this for part two because obviously. Yeah. You know yeah. who who will replace Chilwell will will feature heavily in that. Yeah, um, yeah. While I've got you on fire, J.K. With apologies to Tony, who I'll, who I'll bring back in in a minute. Sorry, Tony. Um, Sorry. The refereeing, Tony, mate. Everybody. The oh, refereeing, mate. What I, the I, fuck? Chidge, Chidge, we're having this every game. We're having this every game. What? Can't, can't they sell them all to the fucking Saudis? Oh, I'd love, <laughs> it. love it. Yeah. Was, was it apparently? Um, 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 Keith Hackett, who I follow on Twitter, said, you know, it's such a shame that our two best referees, Michael Oliver and um, 
uh, and Anthony Taylor have both been offered huge amounts of money to go to to go to Saudi. We will miss them. And I wrote back, Michael Oliver, perhaps. But I said, we'll all be we'll all be uh, uh, offering him his fair money. Oh, oh Taylor, <laughs> get out of the fucking country. Because yeah. yeah. so but I, 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 I'm I would I am I am completely confused as to why game after game. They're just they make error after error. I mean, also what was so because there was no VAR, it became more and more apparent that they're just shit all the time. The, the problem is we now know because we're so interested in the laws now because we get them so wrong all the time. We notice everything that goes wrong. In the past, people wouldn't have an idea. They just go, "Is offside?" And it looks offside to me. Now we're there with our slide rules. We're going. I don't think that was offside or that wasn't offside. We know the laws. I think people have learnt the laws so much better because of the inefficiency of the referees, because we want to be armed to think, how the fuck did they, did they get something else wrong? And each week they are just so far away from, from what should be expected. And also they, he did this thing as, Jesus Christ, I just so despair of it. Rather than actually go up to, to um, a goalkeeper and say, uh, you, you're actually taking too long, giving them a yellow card. They just let them get on with it and then they add it on at the end. So it sort of actually favours time wasting because they're almost as if they're saying, well, it doesn't matter how much they time waste, I'm going to add it on. No, fucking stop them from doing it anyway. But I think they want them to kind of do it on their own, not to bother time wasting, knowing that there'll be 11 minutes added or nine minutes yeah. added. But it's it still makes the game sort of peculiar because they're still farting about thinking somehow that they'll get away with it and it's just now added on so the game becomes interminable because of their still pissing about just get on with it kick the ball away you know look up all right you may have to find somebody to kick the ball to but some of it is so obviously time wasting and it's also they seem to be incapable of dealing with that that foul where um a player backs into it was um 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 what's his name the Harry Kane tackle, Harry you Kane. mean? The Harry Kane tackle, exactly. Yeah. Who backs into somebody and then falls over and he yeah. gets foul. How yeah. fucking ignorant is that from the referee? Yeah, I agree. That's been that has been a problem for ages. That absurd. It's so fucking obvious. I'd be and in favour of um, ah. you, uh, doing what rugby doing uh, and having a separate timekeeper because oh, no, 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 that, no, absolutely, absolutely, absolutely should be the case. Absolutely, yes, because if you look at and you were there. Aston Villa, he, he blew with one minute and 20 seconds. Oh. Injury time oh. left, he blew up for half time. What was he doing? Not, not a word has been mentioned about that. No. Anyway, no. Not in the press, not on the, on the broadcast media. Oh. And yet even the Aston Villa players were walking over going, what are you doing? You know? Yeah. yeah. All the fans were sitting there going, hold but, on a minute, so mate. But there'd yeah. been, a, been, a, been an injury within that time. Yeah, period. it was incredible. Been, it should have been... Four minutes added on instead yeah. of which he just blew up. But even in the game on Wednesday, he was just it, it, it's it's they're just so poor. And the guy in the um, uh, what was the other home game the week before we had two weeks before, um, a chap called Tim Robinson. I remembered him because he had the same name as an ex England cricketer who's an umpire now who just wandered about. And he's a Premier League referee wandering, so he's 35 to 40 yards away from the action. And you look at rugby referees. I know it's a slightly different setup because the you know the players stop with the ball and they're at rucks and everything. The referees are standing over the play, so there's no doubt what's going on. I, I find this bizarre thought process that they think they can see everything from so far yeah, away. That's the problem. 
ridiculous. They think they're they're omniscient, omnipotent, and they can no, see everything. They do. Yeah. They do. And they get annoyed if they're questioned yeah, well, by we... VAR anything. And oh. well, with the whole the whole uh, oh. thing recently oh. with Mike Dean, Tony, oh. Tony, Tony, Tony. Um, just to pick up on a couple of things. Um, you know, Jackson. I mean, I I think as an overview, you know. I I I I I it's really interesting to having not heard JK for a couple of weeks to to hear him go on about it because in go a sense no no listen you haven't know what I'm going to say yet because on on the one hand you're right you know they this lot are not good enough but the I think the the qualification is now so no. you know no. we can't do anything about the fact that they're not yeah, good yeah. enough yeah. that the mistakes yeah. or the gamble has been made so really, therefore, we're in a position where we have to look at, well, will they be good enough? Yeah. yeah. In other words, will they improve? Can they get better? And, yeah. uh, I mean, Jackson is an interesting case in point. We've seen a lot of utterly shit strikers down the years at Chelsea. You know, if he fails, he won't be the first. But he, he, did, he did score a goal. And at the end of the day, you want your strikers to score goals. Um, I'm really delighted because it means, we, you know, he has actually scored the goal of the month. Yeah, otherwise they would, they would have been... Uh... Nil plan. Best exit from the pitch or best yeah. best foul or best yeah, dive. But or do, 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 do you see do you see um potential there? I do because I'm still I'm still very upbeat. I'm still sticking to my sixth place forecast. Um because um you know I'd rather get all the shit out at the beginning of the season, um, because you know, we're heading let's face it, we've had six games, right? Um, I'll reiterate the point. We were unlucky against Villa. That red card changed everything. And we were immature once that red card had happened. It wasn't like the old Mourinho days when you just thought, well, fuck it, we lost the player. Who cares? Right. Um, uh, it wasn't like the Mourinho days when you conceded a goal after two minutes and you just went, oh, you've scored too early there, chaps. Um, this is a very different, very immature, very young side. And, and they fell to pieces after Gusto went off for about 10, 15 minutes. And then slowly got back into the game. In this particular case, I've not, you know, I I, I wrote in my CFC post-match observations on Sunday um, and I would have done the same this time. There was no player that was less than a six or seven out of ten. There were no eights or nines, right? But there was no one. It's not like they're down in tools. It's not like they're not playing for the manager. Fernandes, I'm 100% convinced, got a knock in the first half against Villa and was targeted in the second half. I don't know if it was McGinn or someone who went for the same leg and he was hobbling for 10 minutes after that. So I'm not sure he's he was fit enough for a full game on on Tuesday on Wednesday night against Brighton anyway. I'm still upbeat because what I'm seeing is players desperately trying to click it together. Now, cast your mind back to Monday's fan cast when I said, we are like Mercedes at the moment in Formula One. We've got everything there. We've got a great engine. We've got everything put together beautifully. It's just not firing in the right order. It's they're, play, not they're playing all the right notes, but not necessarily exactly. in the right order. And, we, and that's exactly what we said, right? Yeah. When it comes good, someone's going to get a battering from us. However, however, I do have a concern about Jackson. I don't think he's an out-and-out striker. He's not like Drogba's first season where he was, um, you know, he was a bit like, you know, Bambi on ice at times. But you could see, you knew there was a player in there. Um, I'm less convinced of seeing it with Jackson. He's a bit lightweight. Uh, his decision-making is, is appalling in front of goal. He just seems to never know when, whether he should shoot, whether he should pass. And then by that time, he's lost the ball or whatever. And he's easily bullied as well. Yeah, he is easily bullied. Now, 
it's his first season in, in at this level. Let's be fair, right? So he may well be, you know, an Anelka type player who comes on strong at some point or whatever. Every game that these players have that is not great is another bit of experience. And let's face it, we've played some stinking games under Mourinho, Ancelotti, um, uh, Conti. We've played some rotten games and won. Did we give a fuck? No, we didn't give a fuck, right? Um, So I think, you know, we're in danger of allowing the perfect to be the enemy of the good. Yeah. I just think, in fact, the problem was is that when we did play shit and win, we'd already played very well before that. And at the moment, we're not playing very well and we play well, shit. Again, I disagree with that because I think we played well against West Ham. Uh, we were unlucky. That penalty missed cost Only us that first time. Only in right? the first uh, And again, the basics, it's this whole thing. We, we, we haven't got that mentality to, to accept uh, uh, the bumps in the road as a team. That will come, I think. That's a, a, a folly of youth, if you like. Uh, we were fabulous against Liverpool, albeit we had to go two down and get a dull goal disallowed. But after that, I think Liverpool at the end of the game were the ones that were thinking, thank Christ, that game's over, not us, right? So I, I, we haven't played a, a lousy game this season. Let's think about the the Potter and uh, the Frank Rain and the and let's face it, the two games with Tuchel, Southampton and Leeds, was it last season or whatever, where we were fucking dreadful, right? I haven't seen that this season. There's no players down in tools. They're trying their hardest. And Pochettino's got a very, very young um, uh, a squad there, and he's trying to fit together the bits all together. And I think familiarity will not breed contempt; it will breed familiarity and confidence in this particular case. And that's what I saw against Brighton. You could say, well, Brighton should have battered us, but they didn't, did they? They didn't take their chances. Their fans I mean, might. Be, I, I, Tony, I, I, I expected us to lose against Brighton. I, I mean, I, I forgot completely, well, of course, that they were going to play their B team because that's yeah. what the, the teams that are in Europe yeah. do when they're playing the Caribou. But, you yeah. know, Brighton, ha- hate them as we might or not bother about them as we should be. You know, they are a much better team than we are at the moment and they're proving it in the league week in, week out. So I, I, I thought we were going to get done, I'll be honest with you, yeah. on current but form. I, but this is why I'm I'm upbeat about it because, you know, I sat in that stand... Uh, in that stand, I always think it's an ironic thing to say, but um, I sat in that stand on on, on Sunday, and, and I stood in that seat because that's more like <laughs> yes. I, and I, every player played pretty well. Sanchez has been brilliant, right? He's he's shoving words down people's throat who, who doubted him. At the moment, he's making great stops. A goalkeeper that comes out and catches the ball and bosses his area, right? And they all go, oh, but he can't play with his feet. I don't want him to play with we his feet. We haven't had that since Czech. Goals. We haven't had that since Czech. No, right? But there's, there's this kind of culture within Chelsea that we've got to bully someone. There's got to be a player in the team that we need to bully. So it'll be Sanchez or it'll be Cucurella or it used to be Mikel. I don't think Sanchez has been bullied at all. Well, I just think, well, if you follow the line, it's it's all like that. him no being nowhere near good. He was Brighton's third-choice goalkeeper. And no, yet, here he is. There he is saving stuff against Villa that Tepper would have let in. Yeah. I have a... I'm saying is that I just think a modicum of, uh, of of calm and common sense here to say, actually, it's not that bad. I wasn't no. expecting... Well, I, I, tell what, I tell you what, I tell you what. I mean, on, on Sanchez in particular, the only issue I have with him at the moment is, is he, he, he is a risk at the back with his feet, which is why Brighton got rid of him or why De Zerbi got rid of him. But he's done pretty well. He's kept us in games. We could have got battered perhaps a lot more than we did by some sides and he kept us in it. So 
I think he's doing okay in my book. The other thing I would say is that there has been quite a lot of talk in some of the media that I was, I, when I said I ignored Chelsea totally while I was away, I lied. I did read a few articles. And, you know, one of them uh, was uh, by Michael Cox. He's a, a, a pretty well-respected kind of football statistician. And and that was the the argument that he was, he, he kind of made the same argument with you, but on a statistical basis that, you know, we are a team that, yeah, is clearly, you know, trying hard to, to gel and make it all work. But we are trying and we are putting it in and we are creating a lot of chances which says to me that the the perennial problem that we've had for I mean since we last actually had a decent striker is still prevalent we are creating chances but we cannot put the fucking ball in the net and the yep. statistics do bear that out and I mean I hate to quote XG here because I think it's a load of old ass gravy like you do Tony but apparently apparently according to some article I read we are one of the one of the best XGs in the fucking league. So you know, six, six, well, there six. you go, there you go. And our and our, <clears throat> our uh, we're third behind Man City and Arsenal for expected goals against, giving them the fifth best expected goal difference in the division overall. All of this has been achieved with Sil- with what have they got? Silver along with centre back partner uh, De Sarsi playing every minute of the first six matches. Yeah. Yeah, so there you yeah, go. No, I, I agree. I agree. The problem, <clears throat> I, the problem I have with the whole thing is, is they have to keep winning. If they don't keep winning, the pressure will become on them. They've got yeah. to win. Hence, to hence, JK. Hence, JK. That's why my opening bit on the program tonight was. <coughs> excuse me. Hang on. <coughs> Bob, <laughs> Bob fucking Fleming or COVID? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But uh, you know the, that the most important thing about Wednesday was that we did actually win a game and score a goal because you're, I agree with you in on that point that you know winning breeds confidence and becomes a habit. Losing becomes a habit and breeds desperation and but panic. There's been, been improvement. Mudrick has played much much better. Was man of the match against Villa and he unfortunately had to come off because of gusto and he had to rearrange. Yeah. But but so you see progress in people. I see it. I see what's happening. However, I will keep saying this. If they don't get the results, doesn't matter how much no, progress exactly. they start making, they're going to get in the relegation. Well, you, you, well, we're 14th at the moment. You cannot afford to keep losing. No, it just doesn't. It, this is football. You've got, yeah. you've got to score. So I'm not saying that they're shit. I'm just saying that, yes, we, we see what the progress is. However, if it keeps being the same yeah, each week, no. We're, we're we're not. I doing hear it. you, buddy. I hear no, you. I totally. Yeah, will we'll be drawn into a sort of. No, I I get it, I, and I I agree with you because at the end of the day, football is a game that is about winning matches, and you can't yeah. keep losing. I totally agree, but uh, I do th- I do uh, the, the, I think you both make excellent points, and uh, I agree with most of what you both say actually. But I don't think it is as doom and gloom as it. We I used to say this in TV, you know. Um, I'd get presenters, you know, kind of like needy, needy presenters like you, J.K., coming up to me and saying, "Oh, was <laughs> was it good? Was I any good? Was I?" And I said, "How did it feel?" And they said, uh, "You know, well, it actually felt like I was shit." I said, "Well, actually, sometimes you know, it feels a lot worse than it is, you know, like an interview does." Because actually, what you don't, what 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 in in the context of TV that I'm talking about. Is that you know every mistake that you made, you know every stupid thing that you said, but if you're a director in the gallery and you stitch it up and shove it out as a program, you're going, yeah, it's fucking brilliant, mate, no problem. So you know, it, it there is a there is a slight correlation. Um, look, last point I want to make on this because it kind of has irked me somewhat, and and maybe that's the point. It shouldn't. Irked. What? 
irked. Irked. It has irked me somewhat. Yes, Brighton fans have irked me. Um, but I've put it in the script as Brighton fans are best ignored. Surely, Tony, that is in fact the answer because they're they're about as uh, as relevant. They're you know they're about as relevant to us as a as a um uh, what, what oh fuck me I've gone having a brain fart. <laughs> yeah, they're about as relevant to us as a, as a monk having a snip. Yeah, a, a tortoise having a shit. I was a about. tortoise yeah. having a shit, a monk having a snip. I think was better. I don't know why they a vasectomy. Why, that was the word I was struggling yeah, with. Yeah, yeah, a tortoise <laughs> having a vasectomy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I don't know why people have got so irate and so upset about it. I mean, you know, the the, the fans always give us the biggest amount of stick. I mean, Villa's fans never really stop singing, um, and. and even even at nil nil, you know, they, when when we'd had the chances to win, they were good. But Brighton, but, but Brighton, fans, are Brighton are not fit to breathe the same air as us. Well, I, 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 I see. I think Brighton is, they still wake up every morning and pinch themselves that they're in a Premiership. You know, um, the, the, and, this whole trying to wind us up, saying you know, I mean, some of the posts I saw on Twitter are just laughable. Brighton are not fit to fucking breathe the same air as us. You know, they'll be back in the fucking fourth division before I die. They will. You know, they will. That's why I, I don't know why people are getting so irate about it because they they are going to be a yo-yo team. They're going to do a Leicester or something in a couple of years' time. At some point or other, they'll be down again. Um, and and they're making hay while the sun shines. I don't blame them. To be honest, I, I don't blame them. Let them have, let them have their fun. I, I love their. Uh, I, I I love the fact that they're up and at people and they're not scared to have a little pop at us. I think. That's that, that's the height of of kind of sorry to say this, but Chelsea exceptionalism that we think that they can't come in and have a dig at us when we're on our downers. Fucking, no, that's not what I'm let, saying. That's not what I'm saying. That's, that's, hey, oi, that's not what I'm saying. I'm saying that we should ignore them totally because they're not yeah. relevant. I I ignore pretty much every set of fans that comes to the ground. Oh, I don't know. I just, There's a few that wind me up that I like to get yeah, wound up. By. I don't, Spurs, you know, I don't mind. I don't Arsenal, mind a bit of banter. But United. I don't, yeah, I, you're asking me to care about what other fans do or think. No, I'm not. Own. I'm saying we should ignore it. That's my point. Yeah. I'm agreeing That's with you. I'm, my point is, I don't give a fuck. So no, I do exactly. Ignore. No, exactly yeah. that. You know, but I just, yeah. I just thought, you know. No, I mean, look, you know, I've got a mate of mine who's a a, a Brighton season ticket holder, um, Liam, if you're listening, um, and and he's a lovely bloke, and we, you know, when we, when we have a beer together in France, and that he's. He's always, you know, we always have a decent conversation about football. Like 99% of people, they, they, you know, they go in, they've probably had a few too many beers. They're, they're having their moment in the in the sun. That's fine. But like like Icarus, they're probably frying a little bit too close to it. Um, and their wings will melt and we'll see where they really are in a couple of years' time. Yeah. So, you know, let them have their fun. I mean, I, I love some of the stick we've taken recently because some of it's been genuinely funny. You know, like I still laugh when Fulham sing... You're just a small team in Fulham at us. You know, I love that. I just think, you cheeky bastard. But, you know. Yeah, they're just a shit shop in Knightsbridge was always my yeah, favourite yeah, retort. Exactly. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, I think at the end of the day, um, I still think they probably wake up every morning and go, shit, yeah, we're still in the Premiership. Yeah, yeah. You know, so it's just a little bit of a bit of that. I don't, I don't mind, to be honest with you. Fair enough. Fair enough. Right, we're going to move on in a in a tick to talk about uh, the uh, upcoming. Full, talking of Fulham, talking of the cottages, uh, they'll, they'll be coming up on uh, Monday. Now, before we do that, as always, uh, I forgot to read this out at the beginning, obviously, but you can actually listen to this show, uh, J.K. Live. 
Eva. Exactly that. Uh, every Monday and Friday, uh, at, usually at half past seven, uh, by listening to us on Mixler, which is, you, you'll find, it's like a, an internet streaming site, and uh, you can find it at chelsea-fancast.mixler.com. And the beauty of doing that is that uh, you will get to join lots of other people who also listen and are, and are very avid uh, you know, engages uh, with the chat room that is on there and have a, a right old laugh. And actually, you know, some of the fan casters usually have. Tony's brilliant. When, when he's doing the show, he's always always replying and engaging with people. And uh, the legend that is Mark Meehan is often in there as well. Uh, doing he's much. The, he is tonight. There you go. And lovely people. Shed, Shed Upper, uh, also known as Ramsey, is in there and a few other people we know and love. So there you go. It's a great environment uh, to do that. Now, you can follow us on all the socials, of course, at Chelsea Fan fancast and uh listen and subscribe on acar spotify apple and all good podcast platforms um and seeing as every other fucking podcast says this you can do the same which is basically leave us a glowing five star review if you leave us a minus five one and say we're all a bunch of wankers it just makes me laugh so if it if you knock you know knock yourself out mate it's not going to bother me i'll treat you like i will brighton fans uh, now, uh, CFC UK, uh, of course, the legendary publication, uh, the best fanzine in football, uh, is sold at every home and away game. Uh, if you want to get a copy at home, uh, then you will find them all on the uh, the stall, the CFC UK stall, which is outside of Fulham Broadway Tube, the main entrance to that. Uh, you can, of course, subscribe to it uh, yearly by doing the following. You email fanzine at cfcuk.net. And you part with 20 quid if you're in the UK, 45 quid if you're in Europe, 60 quid if you're in the rest of the world. And uh, that will get you a hard copy. And if you just want a digital copy emailed to you, it'll cost you six quid for a year or a pound each, of course. And you can do all that by paying via PayPal. And the last thing that you can do if you're rich and uh, you haven't spent all your money on CFC UK uh, is uh, to get a Chelsea pitch owner's share. Because this is rather important uh, when you've got new owners and you don't quite know which way the wind is going to blow. Um, because having a CPO share will enable you to have a say, a share of the freehold of the stadium. And uh, that the reason we have the CPO is to protect it from being sold to a property developer in the future. And bearing in mind that one of the members of our board who also happens to support Tottenham is a property developer... I would say that investing about 110 quid on a CPO share would be money well spent. Consider it an insurance policy. So there you go. Uh, if you want to get one, you go to the official Chelsea site, which is obviously chelseafc.com. Search for Chelsea Pitch Owners and you can get a share for as little as 110 quid. You can pay more if you want to get it framed and signed by a player. But the more shares you have, the more say you have, the more clout we have When if, if the club ever decides to do anything nefarious. Now, I'm not suggesting it will. I'm a I'm a fair man, if nothing else, but I'm also a man who trusts nobody. That's all I'm saying, apart from possibly Tony and J.K. So there you go, uh, and my audience, of course, who are lovely. Now, in a minute, uh, we are going to talk about the Fulham game, as I said. So do not go away. We'll be back very, very soon. When you follow a big team like Chelsea, one of the most frustrating things is not being able to get a ticket for the match, especially when it's away and not live on TV in the UK. What can you do? Get updates from your mates, follow online commentary, listen to the radio. Let's face it, it's not the same as actually watching the match live, is it? NordVPN have the solution to every football supporter's match day problems when they can't watch the match live. NordVPN allows us to watch any match, even if it's not on live TV here. With just one click, they switch your virtual location to a country which is showing the match 
and they act as your cyber bodyguard whilst online, protecting your personal data and sensitive info like card details and passwords. It's only the price of a cup of coffee per month, and you can use your account across six devices. It's a bargain. To get the best discount off your NordVPN plan, go to nordvpn.com forward slash Chelsea Fancast. There's no risk with Nord's 30-day money-back guarantee, and you'll help support the Chelsea Fancast. The link is in the podcast episode description box. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home ground advantage with McDelivery. You in? Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Real fans, real opinions. I'm Jason Cundy and you're listening to Chidge and the boys on the Chelsea Football Fancast. Total nutters and proper Chelsea. Footballfancast.com Welcome back to the Chelsea Fancast. Uh, I am, of course, Stanford Chidge. It's the Friday Night Preview Show and I am joined by the absolutely delicious Jonathan Kidd. Hey, up. And my great buddy, my, 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 mon, Trey, Trey, uh, Trey Bian, uh, Ami. Oui. Oui. Un, un grand plaisir de vous oh, voir. No, no, mon Ami original. Le plaisir, uh, c'est moi, monsieur. That anyway, way. yeah, good to be back. I've missed you all. It's been, I've had a nice couple of weeks in France and I'm feeling much better for it. And I'm very glad to be back and uh, very much to looking forward to uh, watching a few Chelsea games. Because I missed the Bournemouth game, I missed the Villa game, I couldn't make the Brighton game. Uh, and I'm now actually, it seems to me, I, I am determined to make up for my misdemeanours. Because it, as it happens, I've got a ticket for Fulham on Monday night. And then I'm off to Burnley, Burnley, to a proper away yeah. game with my lovely nephew the following Saturday. So I'm, I'm trying to make up for lost time. Uh, uh, but first up, we've got the Fulham game, of course. And of course, as JK knows and loves, this always starts, this bit of the show, uh, with my team selection. Very quickly, JK, did Dino do a, do a team selection? He did a team selection, but not any figures. I was no, really did he not have a... He doesn't have my app, does he? Nah. 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 There we go. All right, so in, uh, as oh, I... We had to imagine, Chich. We had to imagine. We had to imagine it. All right, fair enough. Well, um... As, as people know, this season I've decided because people were like saying, well, Chidge, Chid, you, you make these selections, but is it what you want or is it what the manager wants? Because we get confused. So this year I'm doing two. I'm working double for you lot, all for no money. Uh, so I now do a potch selection, what I think he will pick, and then I do what I would pick. And, and you know, occasionally it might be the same. I was tempted to make it the same tonight, but I thought, no, I actually don't think I would do what he would do. So I think this is what he will do. Uh, Sanchez in goal. Um, I think with uh, Chilwell out, uh, he'll go Colwell back as the left back because he seems to be quite enamoured of doing that. I, I don't agree, which you'll find out in a minute. Silva will be back. Uh, Dezazi will be partnering Silva. And I think he will put Cucurella on the right because Gusto's, I would imagine, out, isn't he? Is Gusto he is out? Right he is out because he he'll, he'll be suspended. So given that he played Cucurella as right back uh, against Brighton, I can see him doing that. I think... 
interestingly as well, I think he'll stick with the four-two-three-one, which is what he played against Brighton. I have no idea what he did against Villa. The boys will tell me in a minute. But I'm assuming he's going to go four-two-three-one, uh, and I think he'll have Kaikado uh, and Gallagher as the two. Although I conceivably think that he might play Leslie instead of Gallagher, but I've gone for Gallagher. And then three behind the striker, more of which in a minute. Mudrick, which I think he, he's beginning to earn his place on the left. Uh, Palmer, uh, who I also think is an exceptional player and I need need and want to see him pick. But I think maybe the penny's dropped with old Poch. I think he'll put Ferdinand uh, Fernandez uh, in that so, Freudian slip. Yeah, yeah. The, honestly, I... the writing on here is very tiny, Tony. <laughs> All right, I'm not very clever. Anyway, Fernandez will will nominally be in this kind of advanced midfield stroke number 10 position. And I think he will put um, Sterling as his number nine. Don't all laugh at once. But I think that's the kind of thing he'd do. All right. So should we, should we do my selection now? And then we can, yeah. can, can conflate the two, as they say. Right. I'm going for Sanchez in goal, surprisingly enough. Uh, I'm going to pick Matson as the left back because I think he's a good one. And I don't see why he shouldn't play there. Uh, Colwell and Silva. Uh, it's a real toss-up. I, 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 I'll just very briefly talk about what J.K. was talking about in part one. I, it, it seems to me that maybe Silver and Colwell are in a situation that we've seen before, where you had Desai and J.T. Uh, and there was that period, wasn't there, J.K., where you know J.T. was beginning to push Silver out and Silver's uh, sorry uh, Desai out, and Desai's games became a bit more limited. And there yeah. was that kind of handover. and So I thought your point was excellent in part one about that. But right Except now... The, the difference was, was to, to decide he saw it coming and started playing like a git. Whereas... Because uh, <laughs> so, so, he couldn't be bothered. And he knew he'd be selected... He turned for up Euro- for some of the big games, to be fair. You know, he knew he'd be selected for the European games because that seemed to be what they did. So he then played very well in those. Um, but yeah, yeah. Uh, 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 Silver is... is it is makes huge efforts every game unlike Desai but yeah it, but I was intrigued how um social media is pushing to get rid of Silver have you seen that They're, well I'm the... one of them I'm one of them okay. Man, 39 it can't go on forever no. no I know I know but it's just when do you do it you know what part of the oh. scene because he he played yeah. he played marvelously the other day against Villa well I would I would say when when other than the, sorry Chid, one sec other than the error he, he was the best uh, a defender on the pitch, you know. I would say that that that, that will happen when we have a full complement of centre backs, which we absolutely yeah. don't. We've got three fit centre backs at the moment, which is Colwell, Silva, and uh, Dizarzi. So, but anyway, I would go Colwell and Silva. I do think we need Silva's leadership and experience. I prefer to see uh, Colwell playing as a centre back because I think he's a superb one. He's not a fucking left back, and it really pisses me off that he gets selected there. I would also pick Cucurella as right back because I don't see we have any other option. Correct me if also I'm wrong. On his, on his second half performance, I think you're absolutely right. And he he, wor- he would warrant it on that second half performance. But I mean, I don't think we have any other choice at the moment. No. Um, I would play three in midfield rather than two. Um, but I, I, would, I, would, I would trust Kaikado to anchor said midfield. Uh, and I would have Ferdinand and Gallagher either side of him. Uh, and then I'm playing... Basically, I'm playing four three two one, so I would have Mudrick and Palmer kind of, <clears throat> you know, either side if you like, or slightly behind the striker, which would be, I would actually pick a striker to play yeah. the number nine role, 
and I think that I, why not play Brozier? I mean, if he if yeah. he's fit enough to be on the bench and play a bit on uh, Wednesday, then he's fit enough to start a game. In my you humble could, opinion, you could start with Brozier and see how he goes. He's, he's probably not fit for ninety minutes, but you've got Sterling to bring on. If that's the case, straight <laughs> in Brozier if you really needed to. Uh, I I you know, Brozier came on against um, uh, Villa. Um, but I mean, he, he he didn't get a sniff of the ball, did he, J.K.? Let's be honest. He came on against, he came on against Brighton, didn't he, as well? Yeah. He? I thought he did okay, Tony. Yeah, I'd start with him. Yeah. <laughs> knowing, knowing, knowing that you've got Sterling on the bench, if you really need it, I would start with Broger. Can I can I put a, a, a big spanner in the works here? Because I don't think he'll pick Gallagher for either game. Uh, in either team here, Chich. Sorry, either game. I don't think he's in. I don't think he'll fit in either. I think he'll put Palmer in the ten, and he'll play Sterling instead. Mm. I think Gallagher won't get in. I just think I'm getting a sniff of I think where things are going. I just get that feeling. And I mean, uh, I, I, I did wonder that feeling because Gallagher has not put a foot wrong in any no, game. I know, I know, but it. I, I agree completely. I don't think it's got anything to do with that. I, I think it's to do with the way he thinks the team. He wants the team to play. And I think he just wants that little bit of smoothness. And also what we have to remember is that um, uh, um, what's-his-face-is is, is back um, from injury. He scored the gold. Um, my name, my mind is gone. Uh, begins with a C. Um, uh, uh, Kukachukwu. No, is that it? Yeah. Not not Umba. Kukachukwu. Oh, Leslie. No, 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 no. Not Leslie. Carney. Um, uh, yeah, Carney is. Yeah, but uh, him, and, him and him and Madueke, uh, you know, they've been out. Fit. He's not going to put them straight in. He'll put them on the bench. No, no, yeah, it's likely. It's likely, isn't it? Yeah, but um, uh, but I would, I, I think Gallagher will come on. Um, I just think he'll. I, I just got the feeling from the team during the week that it's slicker. It's a dreadful thing to say, but there's a kind of slickness about the team if Palmer plays in the ten and if Sterling's on. I thought the last incarnation after subs had come on was a very interesting uh, permutation you know I just think that Mudrick needs to figure Mudrick he only gave Mudrick I was disappointed when he took Mudrick off because I think Mudrick is beginning to show some really interesting signs of of immense competence like the the superb pass to Jackson that he did against Villa and he did it again with a lovely lovely pass through um he's got a very good eye and I think there is a we keep saying this because he's so quick if he can get everything else together, I think we've got a really top player there. So the two top players for me that w- should be playing starting most of the time would be Mudrick and Palmer. And they think, are in both of I mean, they are in my pot selection absolutely. and they are in mine. But, but I think that, and I agree with you about Broger because I think, and I agree with you, Tony, I think there should be a striker playing there. And he yeah. he, he adds a bit of speed and a bit of... Does. A bit of oomph, old Broger. He's, he's not a mug. And... Um, uh, and I think he deserves a chance. And I would put Sterling in. And I think Gallagher then comes on if you're, you know, just to change it because he's a very different player. And that's where I fear that he may not make starts in the future. Just because if you think of the three that they've got there, because Casado obviously is in from the very beginning, he'll play Fernandez as much as he can. Unless, of course, Fernandez starts displaying the kind of, I don't know, as you say, he got <laughs> kicked, but he, he started not bothering to run back as well, which I found very peculiar. And I thought he was very pissed off. And all you want is for the, you know, one of your major players to get, I think Poch will just drop him. 
And I think we need to watch that carefully. I agree, Chidge, completely. Matson should be given a go at left back. I absolutely agree. Because he is a left back. He played left back for Burnley excellently. And so uh, whether how that happens, I don't and, know. And whether... Colwell is a centre-back and an excellent one. Indeed. Absolutely. Absolutely. So, uh, but yeah, let's, let, I know, it, it's all slightly up in the air because Desazi had a pretty decent game and and scored a goal against Villiers just a couple of inches offside. Um, he's a decent player, Desazi. They've got decent players. And as you say, Tony, it, it needs to gel. My My big fear is that they cannot have players playing really badly in this because they get taken advantage of in the Premier League yeah. and we lose. And if we lose, doesn't matter how good we are, the whole spirit starts to descend, you know, it's just... Yeah. So, but it ought not to happen. Casido needs to start being 115 million. You know, we're, we're not seeing that yet. I haven't seen that yet in him. I've seen a pretty good player. We need to see somebody absolutely dominating the game and really sending passes through that and great, great chips and whatever. We need to see that from somebody who did that last season for Brighton. We've yet to see that. Palmer, meanwhile, has come in in his little subs um, visits and even starting the game the other day, has come in and really looked superb. Yeah, yes. Really, yeah. really, cla- really classy player. What do you, what do you that's what, Sorry. That's what we expect. No, it's what we expect, Chid. It's what I expect for all this amount of money. And it's that's why I get slightly bemused about saying, we're well, going to give him time. Palmer came in, didn't need any time. No, I, uh, look, mate, I've got to be honest with you. I, I think the money is a red herring. They're either good players yeah. or they're not good yeah. players. I think yeah. the money is just irrelevant. You know, I, I expect them to be a good player because they're playing for Chelsea, not because we spent loads of money on them. You know, yeah. and as I said, they're either good enough or they're not good enough. Tony, what do you think about uh, both of those? Uh, the, you know, the Poch. What do you think Poch will do? Well, I, what do you think I, about I, what I've done? Yeah, I like. I like um... Well, I like both them setups, but I would prefer the one with Broja to start with. I think on the basis that, um, you know, you, you, if you've got a striker, uh, even if he's fit for 30 minutes or just for the first half, we want to get into Fulham. I don't want to be bringing players off trying to save the game. You know, bring them on, let him have a, let him have a go. He, he needs that kind of uh, confidence. And, and you know, I'm a bit pissed off with the, the square peg round hole thing that we... You know, and it's not just Pochettino that does it, and I don't think he does it anywhere near as bad uh, as some of the others we've had. But every single manager we've ever had has tried this square peg round old stuff all the time. Um, so, um, you know, I'm quietly impressed by Casido as well because he's he, he's grown into each game, I think, and he looks solid. He's not going to be a flash player, but, you know, Declan Rice isn't a flash player, is he? He just gets in and does a dirty job and does it well. Um, so, yeah, I, I'd be quite happy. I, I'm... I'm less enamoured of Silva than some of you, I think, because I think he just slows the game down. Um, I know you want that occasionally, and Michael Ballack was the expert, at, but he seemed to know when to slow the game down, whereas Silva seems to slow it down a lot. I mean, I, I, I think Sterling does that. He does as well. He, he has a way of running back with the ball instead of going forward when he's when he's got a chance. But I, I just, I just see with Silva, you know. He, he, I don't want to say I want the marauding centre back who gets the ball and runs up the field a bit, but um, one that just doesn't keep passing back to the keeper and just, you know, I, there's, I, I, I'm, I'm torn. I don't dislike uh, him. Well, a good player, but you know, I also get very pissed off when people say we've got no leaders on the pitch, and I just go, well, Thiago Silva's been out there for ninety minutes. Yeah, what the fuck yeah. is he if you had a well, leader? That's a good point. I mean, you know, I, I, it's very interesting what 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 uh, J.K. was saying about Gallagher. I mean. You know, I did yeah. a webinar about all of this. 
and in in a sense the fact that i've chosen two different systems i'm i i i think unconsciously i'm trying to accommodate him because i yeah. do think he's an excellent player i mean yeah. I, the interesting point yeah. is who captains chelsea if gallagher doesn't yeah. play with chilwell injured as well i mean there's there's yeah. not that that's why he should get a start i mean look frankly what i think is that pochettino needs to get a system that works for us and the players yeah. that he's got and he needs to pick the players that he thinks make the best team you know and i think yeah. he's i think he does have a problem we've got so many fucking players still all this well we got rid of all these players we still yeah. got loads of players yeah. so he needs I mean, to find, hang on a minute tony he needs to find the the system and the players that play best together that that will work and and yeah. much as i love gallagher and i think he's an exceptional player i i i still think we're not getting the best out of him uh, offensively because i think he's proven that he's a good a good player going forward he, I mean, he he is essentially, I think, a good box-to-box midfielder. Yeah. And I think Gallagher's trouble is that we've got Kaikado and Fernandes in the team, both of whom are supposed to be those players as well. But if if it works better with Fernandes and Kaikado in the side, then I think that's what Poch has to do. And I have to right. suck it up. But I, I, I would always try and pick Gallagher because I think he brings something to the team that nobody else does, you know. But he had a, he had a battle um, on, on Sunday with McGinn, I think it was, and he, he won it he won it hands down. He was absolutely yeah, super. Some of the stuff that Gallagher did, tackles, turns, tracking back, was was just wonderful. It was captain stuff. It was. And that, and that's why Poch picks him. I mean, yeah. you know, it's kind of funny, isn't it? The, the parallels right now between a lot of people and their view on Gallagher, is it seems to parallel a lot of people's views on Mount. You know, you ask yeah. any any professional in the game about Mason Mount, and they'd, yeah. they'd say first on the team sheet every time. Why does every manager pick him? Well, because he because he does he does stuff in that team and those teams that no other fucker will do. And Gallagher is the same. But what what they don't see, they don't they don't see that. They they just are looking for little fancy flicks and little runs here and there. You know, some players are fucking good at doing the dirty work, the running, the chasing, the pressing, the tackling, the tracking back, the tackling back. It's not the glamorous part of the game, but you've got to have a player in there who can do that and does it effectively. Mm. And Mount did that and also was an offensive player. Gallagher does that and is also an offensive player. So, yeah. you know, that's why that's why managers pick them. They know a little bit more about the game than we do, I suspect. Yeah. Oh, I think I made that point on, on, on Monday as well. You know, I do get... I can't remember. I had a bit of a barney with somebody on Twitter about that. I said, well, why aren't you managing the club then? You seem to know more than Maurizio Pochettino. And he, you know, he didn't come back with any decent argument against it because I just said to him, you know, you sit there, it's all very easy to sit there from your armchair or even in the stand and say, well, he's, he should play playing over there and whatever. But we don't see him every day. We don't see him in training. And you know, I, I've, I've remained convinced that, you know, whilst I appreciate we do need to start winning, um, I think that possibly Wednesday night against Brighton was a springboard for us. And uh, and and some of these players will be thinking, do you know what? It doesn't always go right for us, but Christ, you know, we played some good stuff. Yeah. And I like, I, I, you know, I mean, he's going to have what we used to call this a nice problem, didn't we? When he gets players coming back, he's got competition for places. Well, that you know what, Tony, you, you're a genius because that was my next question, uh, which I'm going to fire at JK, which which well, which also tallies into, well, yeah, wake well, up, JK. I'm going to ask you something. Um, yeah. You know, we we. I mean, I just said we had a lot of players out, a, a, a lot of players in the squad, and 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 yet when you look at the benches that we put for the Premier League games, let alone the 
the Brighton match, you, you're looking at it going, fuck me, who, who, is, who are the half of these people, you know? It's <laughs> yep. not, it's not the, I mean, we, we, we're used to having a, a, a bench full of seasoned pros and internationals, and we're not even getting that in the first team, let alone the bench. But here's the thing, JK, we, we mentioned it with Chilwell earlier, you know, okay, you're going to get suspensions, we've got Gusto, we, we've got um, we've got Jackson out on, on Monday. Yeah. But I wonder, JK, you know, how valid it is and that the injuries are hampering what Poch is trying to do. I mean, we've got some key players out. James, Chilwell, Badashiel did very well for us. Uh, and Kunku was supposed to be, you know, the great uh, saviour of the football club. There's a lot. He's got a lot of injuries at the moment. And it can't be making it easy for him to do what I was suggesting he did, which was to find a system that works for the players he's got, pick the ones that work together best, and off you jolly well go. I think Nkunku was the major problem. I think Nkunku was, if you look, they haven't played uh, anything like they played pre-season or even in the same pattern. The, one of the things that is missing from the from the team, which suddenly appeared in the second half against Brighton, was the pressing. There's very little pressing going on. And in the pre-season, he, because Nkunku somehow was was a, a very classy left-sided wasn't particularly a winger, but he laid on passes for Jackson. That seemed to be the pattern he was playing. Pressing and pushing people out to the side seemed to be very much part of the system. We haven't seen it. I think Nkunku is the main one there. I don't think Badia Shield. I mean, what I find slightly annoying is the fact that all these people injured are quoted as somehow saviors, as if they're a great extra part of the team that will make the team better the second they're back in it. The only players I would say have any relevance to that are James who is a complete conundrum because he's permanently injured so I I am we're in we're in uh, Kante territory here if he carries on being permanently injured I don't quite know what they do with him because this is Mm. he's probably the best player in the team and he hardly ever plays for fuck's sake Um, and they're having to and Gusto is a decent Chilwell you could say the same with well, well, yeah, but, uh, you know, he still hasn't been... He plays much better, bizarrely, when he's got his mate on the he, other wing. He's a European they, He's a European they, Cup winner. He's a European Cup winner for us. As, absolutely, as the crowd tell him all the time, and I love it. And and the um, um, uh, Virtual World's won a European Cup. Um, but he plays... When both of them are there, we're a much better attacking force. But we haven't had them playing together. So they're the two major ones. And Kunku, I think, is, has been a... A desperate problem. I mean, I think that was the worst possible fucking thing that could have happened that he got injured in the final final preseason game because we've got no clue what he's like. These other players being quoted as somehow, oh God, they're in, it's dreadful. The first team is so suffering. Paddy Ashiel is just, you know, he's a decent player. He's untried. He played pretty well with Silver. He made some ricks, but he, I think, Desars is just as good. And I think, so we're, well, I think we're we're happy with defenders. Um, mm. Fafana is. Somehow the due diligence on him, you know, he was man with injuries. He's walking wounded full stop. So I almost really don't think about him. I just find this whole business of somehow thinking that people on the bench are somehow better. It's like, Broger, get Broger back in. He's great. What a great player. No, he wasn't proven at all. We needed a centre forward. We didn't buy a centre forward. We bought, well, we bought Nkunku. So it's very untried. So I don't think the injury business should be referred to by the manager at all. I think he's got enough players to deal with. He's now got Chukwameka coming back in. He's now got Mdweke coming in, who seem to be similarly injured. But they're not first-team players, either of them. Neither is Chukwu. The players he's got at the moment are the first-team players. So I think he's he, the, the problems are, are, are... The three major problems are Chilwell, James and Nkunku. 
They're the three. Other, the others don't have any relevance to me at all. I'm not looking at anybody on the injuries and thinking, oh, bloody hell, the team would be much better with them in. I don't think they get in the side. So I don't think that's relevant at all. OK, good point. Good point. Right. OK, let's have a look at Fulham. Um, let's. Let's. I don't want to because it's depressing, really. I'm going to read you a few things. I, I do love Flash Score. It comes out with some absolute doozies for y'all in the States. And by the way, when I finish this show, I'm going to watch the highlights of the Ryder Cup to watch the USA getting their pants pulled down, which is going to really make me laugh my cock off. Are they losing um, it? Fight six and a half to one and a half, mate. They haven't. Won, <laughs> they haven't won a mat. They haven't won a game yet. It's wonderful, <laughs> but it's early days, J.K. A lot of shit can happen before Sunday night. I'm yeah, telling but they you. were so convinced that they were going to win everything, weren't they? They always are. They always are. Right, Fulham. Fulham are eyeing. Back-to-back home victories against West London rivals. That's a fucking joke in it for a start. Uh, against Chelsea for the first time since 1977. Um, however, however, uh, uh, this is the interesting thing, actually, which might, might give some sort of uh, indicator of how we might predict the uh, result of this game. They are the only newly promoted duo, Luton and Burnley, have scored fewer than Fulham in the Premier League. But the Cottagers have kept three Premier League clean sheets since the start of the season, a figure only matched by tabletoppers Man City prior to this round of fixtures. And as we turn to Chelsea, uh, Chelsea are winless in their last 18 Premier League games against sides starting the day above them in the table. And Fulham, I hate to tell you, are above us in the table. In fact, we are 14th with five funf points and uh, Fulham are 11th with eight. Not that it's, I mean, it's early days still, obviously. Um, but yeah, we, 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 we've been shocking in recent history against anybody who's been above us. Um, and Fulham have not conceded a goal in the opening 30 minutes of a match this season. So, I mean, in a, in a sense, Fulham have been, I think, a little bit more up and down per se than they were last season when they had, I think, an exceptionally good season, as I think we would all all recognise. Their last five matches, they beat Norwich and the Caribou 2-1. They drew away at Palace 0-0, beat Luton 1-0, which is not particularly good considering how shit Luton are. Uh, they got humped by Man City 5-1. Uh, and then they drew one all with Spurs in the uh, Caribou Cup and won it on penalties. So, you know, they've been, I think they've been a bit up and down. But one thing seems to be for sure... They don't score many goals, but they don't let any in. So they're clearly a bit of a tough nut to crack, Tony. Oh, they will be. Um, They'll be well I, up for I, it against us. That's for bloody sure. No, I don't, I'm not sure. I'm not sure. The reason I say that is because, A, it's very early in the season that we're meeting. Uh, B, uh, it's a Monday night game. They're always shit. Always. Always, always, always. There hasn't been a good Monday night game for ever, as far as I'm concerned. Shall I, shall I not bother you, going then? Uh, listen, mate, you go and enjoy yourself. Go and enjoy the crack, as you always do. It's nothing to do with football. Um, but I, I actually think, I mean, the game we had against them last season on the 3rd of February 2023, um, which you've got down here, which was nil-nil, it was a Friday night game, was the single worst game of football I think I've ever had the misfortune to witness, ever. It was, you know, two bald men fighting over a comb. It was just hideous. Um, and and I walked out of that, and I think that was the night. Yes, it was. I think when I walked out, and I thought, Do you know what, go and get Pochettino, grow up, 
forget the Spurs thing. We need a proper manager. It was a dreadful, dismal game. And I'm, I hate to say it, I would accept a dreadful, dismal nil-nil on Monday just to get the fucking thing out of the way because it's Monday and it's away at Fulham and it's a Monday night and it's, you know, well in into winter and all this sort of stuff. Personally, I'll accept that. I think we would win, but we're going to do predictions in a minute. Um, but I, I, I think they're flattering to deceive a bit. And, and also, you know, they, they're missing their top man, aren't they? Mitrovic, they have not been, um, you know, now he's, he, he, didn't he take the Saudi buck? Yeah, yeah, he did. Yeah, so um, probably why they're not scoring many goals. Yeah, um, I mean, you know, if you if you want a recipe for a nil nil draw, just go and get two teams who aren't scoring goals. And who knows? It could be four four, just to just to just to prove everybody wrong. I I personally don't think it's going to be a game. Yeah, what what are you going to what are you going to? We'll get them out early. What are you going to predict? Me, mm. uh, I'm going with uh, two one to us. Oh, you know, okay, yeah, I am, yeah. good yeah, on yeah. you, good on you, uh, J.K. Um, you, I know you like a bit of cottaging. Sorry, going to uh, going to uh, Craven Cottage. Uh, it's it's just up the end of my road, practically. Like Wimbledon. it's just up the end of your alley, mate, isn't it? Yeah, up the end of me, me Aris, me alley. I should say. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, they've got, you know, they've got some decent players, you know, they, well, players who've become used to playing in the Premier League. I mean, yeah. you need to talk about our team not in, need to improve. They've improved. I mean, a good luck to them. You know, they've got Wilson, who's uh, always, always a decent player because he was Liverpool, wasn't he? Then he decided, obviously, he wasn't going to get in there. And so he, he he's a nice, nippy little forward, a midfielder. Um, Pereira is a, somebody I like very much. I think he's uh, he's a Brazilian, obviously, but he's a... He's a, a, a tricky player and he puts the boot in and puts a foot in occasionally. Um, Polinia, of course, obviously was somebody who uh, City were after and somehow that didn't go through. He's a decent player. Um, Cordova Reed puts it about a bit. And of course, they've got our, our famous William, who, um, who still puts in a, 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 a... He has that class thing about him, which he didn't reveal at, um, uh, at Arsenal, but he has been doing with Fulham. And good luck to him. I was always a big fan at Chelsea, so... The fact that he's doing it for them. Elder statesman kind of quality, isn't it? I think. Yeah, you know, yeah absolutely. He's comfortable he, in their game and their skin and everything. Yeah, you know? yeah. And he does some lovely little moves. He's always great at that beating a player, tucking in, beating another one, and then laying it off to somebody. He was always yeah. terrific at that. And he does that for them. Vinicius is a decent player for them. Another Brazilian. They've got, and Muniz is another Brazilian. I like him as a player. Um, um, Iwobi, of course, is the centre forward who's taken over from Mitrovic, who isn't in the same club. Mitrovic is. You know the kind of person we've been talking about would actually score a few goals for us yeah, because yeah. he's 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 in the the um, uh, the Tony world. He sort of yeah. it's, that, it's that putting it about that we just think we're missing. In the same way, it's like um, Callum Thingy from uh, from Newcastle, Wilson. Who I, yeah, who I kept wanting us to buy. Yeah. who's just proven how excellent he was. So I mean, one for me, I'm afraid. But um, uh, the other players I like for them are Reams. Come on. Um, Diop is a tower of strength for them. Lino's a very good keeper. Um, Robinson, the fullback, has improved enormously. Uh, Anthony, who we I think he was a bit shit against us a couple of seasons ago. Yeah. It's just they've all felt they're all better in their skin in the division. Kearney's one of their best players. I think he'll play. I mean, I, I know they're <clears throat> they're not out, they're not outstanding, but they've just improved. And I um, one hopes that we will get we will improve, but then get much better than them, you know? And it's the same way that Ream is there, is one of their outstanding defenders, United States player, who yeah. I, I who 
it, it, they've just got more and more um, used to the, the way that Silva wants them to play and it's worked. However, player for player, we're actually more talented, but we're just so much greener than they are yeah. because we failed to sign somebody like, if we'd signed this business of everybody having to be under 25, if we'd signed Madison or we'd signed um, Top Striker or a, um, somebody, um, what's his face at West Ham from Southampton? Um, uh, the, Prowse. Yeah, Prowse. Yeah. I, I reckon they'd have, we wouldn't be having any problem whatsoever. Well, I think, I think you know, Madison. Well, I would go so far as to say Rice, Madison, Ward, Prowse and Tony, we would have been top four. Absolutely agree. Absolutely. Absolutely. But we've got to go with what we've got. And I think, um, who's the other player? They've got a player called Head, of course, who plays for them. And in fact, who is, they call Is he called Dick? Is his first name? Should be, but he's really actually, but he's French, you see, because he's, they call him Tete, but I've yet to see an E acute. I always thought he was just Tet. But perhaps... Is his name Ricard Tete? No, it ought to be, but it's Kenny, so it's uh, it's not quite the same. It'd be better if it was. It, it would be better if, he, in fact, if he was Ricard, he'd be um, he'd be a French uh, pastis drink, wouldn't he? Well, Ricard <laughs> is also the the French name for Richard, which uh, you know can also be translated as Dick. Yeah, well, yeah, I know. I I, I I was one ahead of you there. I was. I'm sorry. I'm I'm two two two, two steps behind you, mate. I'm still catching up, mate. I'm still mentally on holiday. Well, that was a brilliant summary of, of Fulham, Jake. I'm most impressed. I mean, for the record, we've played them uh, 50... Well, we've, won, we've beaten them 50 times. Uh, it, this is just in the Premier League, by the way. Uh, no, I'm talking absolutely arse gravy here. We've we've beaten them 50 times in all games, 27 draws, 12 games lost. And in the Premier League away, we've won nine drawn five and lost two it, it it's really quite i'm, I'm going to stop doing this because i'm finding it so depressing because basically when you when you do these how we've done away or at home against these teams we play in the premier league the record is just um un, it's just amazing until you get to recent history although um you know we did lose we did lose last year away at the cottage we lost 2-1 william scored of course and in, t- in a trademark william goal if you recall but before that, we hadn't lost at uh, Craven Cottage since 2006, and that was, uh, you know, a very unlucky Mourinho-era defeat. Um, but we, we've done superlatively against it, as we have done for most of these teams whenever we do the preview. It's just all suddenly changing. Um, OK, it's what else? What? It's almost if it doesn't count. You know, I, would, I always think these things don't count because we went through um, the club almost being wound up. So I almost feel these these references to previous to recent performances are sort of irrelevant you know i just think this is like we started again you know it's just for me it's i know it is it's like a reset a year zero isn't it absolutely um i I forgot to mention jimenez of course who's scored um who's had more shots and goal than anybody for them has he of course they've got from wolves jimenez he's a decent player one with a dodgy the dodgy head because he's he got got whacked adama traore plays for them but he's he's hardly played okay Um, so there's some there's some interesting players in this which they've done they've they they've got they've they've bought wisely from within the division essentially as you'd expect. Yeah, I mean they 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 seem to be heading towards being a, a, an established Premier League club because of course Fulham have been yo-yoing up and down the division haven't they quite a lot recently. Um, yeah. So there we go. All right. Um, I do like to do this thing when I'm on the show, uh, which is they played for both sides. 
Ooh. Okay, 47 players have... Oh, what? 47 <laughs> players have played for both Chelsea and Fulham during the... I won't get oh. you to guess, but... Uh, uh, I, well, I mean, because you've got the fucking script, so there's no point you guessing. I'm not looking. Gordon Davis. I'm not looking. I'm yes, not looking. Yes, yes. Go on then. Tell me who you, who you remember. No, that's, only, that's only two. William. Yes. Um, uh, John Harley. Yes. Um, <coughs> um, You're reading I, it. I am now. I am now. I wasn't before. Wayne Bridge. I'm not. I've just yep. remembered. Um, uh, Ida Good Johnson played yep. for them. Yeah. Uh, I can't remember anymore. I don't there, want there's to. some lovely ones on here. That I'll try and read out. Dave Besson, who every time we do this, Dave Besson's played for everybody we've ever played against, I think. Bless yeah. him. Jimmy Bowie, no idea who he was. Damien Duff played, didn't he? Can, can you the... be quiet for a second? And then... I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Can you yeah. be quiet for a second? Because I I'm need... not, I'm, no, I'm I, to... I, need your, I need your expertise because there are players on here I've never heard of who are clearly were playing in the 60s and the 50s, right? Yeah. So I'll just read through the list. Roy Bentley. Obviously, we all know Roy Bentley. Uh, Dave Besson. Jimmy Bowie. Any relationship to David? Uh, he was his um, um, father. No. Okay. Uh, <laughs> son. He was his son. Um, I thought he was a winger. Was he a winger? I have no idea, mate. Joe Bradshaw. Remember him. Wayne Bridge, you got. Uh, Willie Brown. Yeah, the, we're into a world of the 30s, I think. P- yeah. Peter Buchanan. I don't remember them. Jimmy Kroll. Nope. Gordon Davies, obviously. John Dempsey. Dempsey, well, he was, we bought him from there. Indeed. Perry Digweed, the legend that is Perry Digweed. Duffer, Damien Duff, you mentioned that. Uh, Sidney Elliott. Oh, no. Peter Feely, I remember that name. He's 60s. Yeah, he, he hardly played for us. Yeah. Bjarni Goldbeck. Of course. Well, I loved him as a player. Great player. Great player. Yeah, he, uh, he fell foul of something because he scored some very good goals at me. He was very good, very we underrated. Bought, we bought him from Copenhagen, if you remember, because he played, played very well against us. That's yeah. right, right. Ron Greenwood. Yeah. yeah, he was the England manager. Yeah. Um, manager. Uh, Ida Good Johnson, you mentioned. John Harley, you mentioned. Wally Hinshelwood. Yeah, no, I don't remember. Him. Uh, Ray Lewington, you should have remembered. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. Like, I used to like Ray, great player in the seventies for us. Uh, Fred Linfoot, yeah. Barry Lloyd. Yeah, he was a decent midfielder for us, Barry Lloyd. Was he the, now? In yeah. the seventies, yeah. And I think things, great things, were expected of him, but then he didn't play as well as they thought, and he went went uh, up the road, up the Fulham Road. Right. Uh, Teddy Maybank, great, great six, uh, great sixties player. Um, uh, sorry, seventies player, and. Uh, should have, we all thought he should have been uh, played more, and then suddenly they transferred him. Very raw, but a really, really um, clever, clever centre forward, and a great uh, drinker. Great, I think this may have been one of the problems. He was the but most he... hilarious person at one of the, uh, you know, the the the, the do's where the players all turn up. He's he got very drunk he, with him. He was fearless though, and he he, yeah. we, he he was the kind of person who, as a as a supporter, you you instantly loved him because he made such an effort as a centre forward and really threw himself about and scored some very good goals as well. Really talented guy, Maybank. People should look him up. Really oh my worth. God, we've got them all in now. I've got Nathan from the Chelsea Grave Society saying Fred, Fred Linfoot uh, was from the 20s. Mark's Please. chipped in. Wally's, Wally's grandson now plays for Brighton and he's reminded me that uh, Teddy Maybank got shit-faced with everybody uh, on the Eddie Mack night, which is true uh right paul parker who will remember um miserable paul 
Uh, Scotty Parker, of course. Uh, Ian Pearce. Played for Blackburn, Ian Pearce. Yeah. Jerry Payton. He's a decent player, by the way, Ian Pearce. Very decent player. Jerry Payton. Um, yeah. Um, did he play for Brighton on one stage? Yeah, he was 70s, wasn't he? Terry Phelan. Well, he was he was a great player. Played for he was the same era as as Hullet, and we got to the 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 semi final against United, which we lost. Um, he was on the right wing. Yeah, great. And he played for Wimbledon a lot of the time as I well. I like Terry Phelan. I thought Phelan was great. Yeah, right. Me too. Uh, Willie Porter. I remember. Right. Uh, Edward Riley. Oh. Nope. Doug Rugby played for Fulham. Yes, briefly. I remember him going there. Yeah, I forgot yeah. that. Uh, Jimmy Sharp. Vaguely remember him. Okay, now now we're getting in all the rest of people we should know, apart from possibly one or two. Uh, Alexis Schmertin. Yeah. Was bought. Um, it was loaned originally to Portsmouth, if you remember. Oh, he when... was. He was. Steve Sibwell, um, Chelsea's number nine. Played under Mourinho, Schmertin. Um, Steve Sibwell, who was always very pre played for Brighton as well, and Villa. Never quite on it, Sidwell. I think they thought he'd do better. Stevie Sidwell, Chelsea's number nine. Why did he get the number nine shirt? I think that was an era where you just got the available number. Yeah, like Car- Carly Boularoos. Uh Right, Lucas Piazon, uh, Gail Kakuta. Piazon, of course, was always supposed to be the next, because he was Brazilian, next great player. I don't hardly ever played for us, always on loan. Ended up at Reading, if I remember rightly. Uh, Kakuta was similarly. We the reason that we got banned was because of Kakuta. If you remember, I do. Uh, Nathan's back again. Willie Porter was from our first season, and he emigrated to Canada, 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 and is buried. Canada, yeah, Canada, 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 Canada. I think that's got a bit Trumpian, isn't it? Like Nambia, Uh, buried in Toronto. Uh, Where was I? Right, Andre Schurler, who I always remember in terms of Fulham for the fantastic uh, hat trick he scored. He scored a hat trick. He, he he never. My the story I was told was he won the World Cup and he did a Leboeuf, which is I won the World. All he did was mention the World Cup and he got the, ill. Fed, he, the players got. He was hit. He was hit with a mystery illness. Also, the players got fed up with his selfishness. Um, I, I liked him. I loved him. I, 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 yeah. he never, he, we're going to disagree again, Tony. He never ever did it for me. He was never good enough. I know. I liked him. I, I felt sorry for him when 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 he eventually went into this. He lost a lot of weight. He, I can't remember what it was. Now I don't know if they ever diagnosed it. I think it was basically. I, cool I heard it was being a big head. Mm. Uh, mm. Let's move on. Uh, William, of course, we know and love. Uh, Mark Schwarzer, uh, who I quite Great like. Goal. Yeah, Great yeah. Goal. All right, all right, all right. Thomas Callas. What am I not allowed to show appreciation for this? Yes, for you can, but can you do it after I've read them all out? Otherwise, we'll be here oh, until sorry. next week. We, we'll still be doing this show after the Fulham game has actually been and gone, you mate. Brought this thing up, Chidge. We know. Yes, but I'm 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 applying some some rules. Right. Right. Uh, right. Thomas Callas, Ruben Loftus-Cheek, Ola Aina, Aina, even uh, Nathaniel Chaloba, Marcus Bettinelli. I didn't know that. Yeah. Harmer, uh, W. Harmer. I don't know who he is. Joe Bacuzzi. Uh, whom, whom they named the jacuzzi after. He, he was um, in the 50s, Bacuzzi. Good was player. he really? Aina plays for Luton now. That's right. Luton Loftus-Cheek, who is he? Of course, Loftus-Cheek is playing for Milan. Callas, of course, went to Bristol City. We all thought he was going to be the future of centre-halves and it didn't happen. And uh, Chalabar is uh, the other Chalabar, of course. Yeah. Last seen at Watford, I think, or Burnley, maybe. I don't know. Anyway, and the last on the list is Jim Taylor. 
No idea. No, I know. Lot Good old English name, Jim Taylor. Yeah, exactly. So there we go. They've had a lot of players. Right now, uh, JK, uh, I need a prediction from you for Monday night. Nil uh, two. Nil two to Chelsea. No, to them. Oh, <laughs> Us or Chelsea? To them, Fulham. So you're predicting that Fulham, Fulham two, Chelsea nil, right? And Tony's going Fulham one, Chelsea two. I am. I have to say that I'm I'm I I don't know. You see, I'm I'm deeply worried by the fact that uh, we don't have a striker playing for us. I'm not convinced that Poch will pick Brozier. Uh, and even if he does, Brozier's not had a lot of not a lot. He's not. I mean, obviously he's been out for a long time, so he, he might not be what we would call match up to match speed. I would agree with that. Okay, so we we can't at the moment score in a brothel uh jackson accepted on uh on wednesday night we know we know that fulham are mean in the defense they don't leak many goals and we know that they don't score any and that we know that we're pretty tight at the back and we know that we don't score any goals so for me it has to be nil nil and i I say that with no no pride whatsoever because i'm going to be there and I'd, i'd like to see us whoop their horrible little cottagey asses but I do think it's going to be nil-nil, I'm afraid. So I'm going to go nil-nil. Sorry to disappoint everybody. No, I think you're probably right, Chid. But remember, I'm well, the man. You've got the, you've got the perfect one there. You've got a win, draw, and a defeat. Well, I'm, I think... I'm being analytic about it rather than emotional for a change. I think I'm fifth bottom in the of the 1,526 people in the predictions. Uh, <laughs> so pay no attention what i say at all i'm so glad you brought that up jk because i wasn't you know uh humility was going to prevent me from mentioning this but actually in the prem league uh, prem predictions league i am 13th at the moment and i am the top fan caster i'm ahead of the great marco warrell Ooh. Ooh. so there we go but now I'm, I'm so on i'm also on page one are now. you you are i noticed that i did yes. notice that you were in the lofty heights of page one well yep. done you yeah. Have you done your predictions for this week, gents? I have indeed, yes. Yes, I have, yes. Yeah, and do mine tomorrow morning. You know, just wait for any kind of late uh, team team uh, changes and injuries, you know, do it professionally. Like, No, actually, I've just been too lazy to do it. But, uh, yeah, I'm amazed that I'm doing so well. It'll never last. It never does with me. I, I have these kind of fits where I get a really – I got about 260 points last week, shot me up to 13th. I'll probably get minus this week and be back in the mid-reaches of the league where I belong uh, but we shall see. Anyway, I'm going for nil-nil. JK is going for two-nil to Fulham. Uh, Tony is uh, loyally going for a two-one Chelsea win because he's a legend. Um, I hope we do win because it would be lovely to beat Fulham. It would be lovely to win a game of football. It would just be lovely. Now, uh, we will be back on Tuesday night because, of course, we're playing on Monday night. So we can't be back on Monday. We'll be play- uh, We'll be back on Tuesday night with me and JK and a mystery guest. I say this because, guess what? I haven't done the schedule yet. <laughs> so uh, hopefully we'll have somebody else to amuse JK and I. And we'll be kicking off at half eight, if that's okay, because I have a client until eight and I need to, like, just remember who half I am. Half eight on Tuesday? Yeah. Half eight? Half eight. Okay. It's just, it will only be doing the Fulham match, so we'll, we'll just do a two-parter, all right? Well, if we get any emails, we'll try and do them later in the week. How does that sound? All right, that's fair enough. I was particularly proud of you and Dean for doing an in-off-the-post show. Whose idea was that then? Jeans. Bloody hell, dear. I need to, I need to say th- I need to see him and buy him a pint. And say thank you for all the hard work he did. 
Uh, right, so yeah, me, JK, somebody else, 8.30pm Tuesday night, we'll be looking back at the match against Fulham, of course. Now, quick shout out for Patreon, if you like what we do, you can become a Chelsea Fancast patron, and that uh, basically means you have to chuck us a few quid every month uh, for absolutely nothing. Well, not entirely true, it's like a nice way to say thank you and appreciate what we do, it's also a way for you to uh, get to join up our Discord group which is like Mixler, but 24-7. Brilliant people in there, many of whom you you will find in uh, Mixler on a Monday and a Friday night. Um, and, of course, if you want one, you will get a Kerry Dixon banner, a mini banner, a replicant of the uh, banner that hangs up in the Matthew Harding end. You just heard me mention it in Off the Post. If you want your email, Patreon message, Instagram post, tweet or Facebook message or whatever, however you want to commu- carry a pigeon sending a note, I don't care. We'll read it out. Uh, but if you want to do the email, it is chelseafancast at gmail.com. Uh, and you can uh, send them in by the end of the day, Sunday. If pref- it will, you know, give me a day to like figure out that they've arrived. You can follow the show on social media at Chelsea Fancast. Me at Stephen Jonathan at Jonathan Kidd. Tony at Grocer Jack UK. Tony, you're a legend for appearing whilst uh, not a well boy. How are you feeling no, now? Fine. I feel fine. Croaky voice, but you know, um, someone, some, some might think it's sexy. Yeah, some might. Alex. Alex. Thank you very much, Jacob. Yeah, all right. I think it's sexy too. Tony, you're you're a sex beast. Well done, mate. It's lovely to see you. It's been brilliant this this week. Doing two two of these has just been fabulous this week. Really, really. well, it's lovely to have you on. Always is, mate. I hope to catch up with you for a beer sometime soon because it's been a, a long overdue. JK, lovely to see you. Lovely to be back. Well done for holding the fort with Dino and everybody for the last couple of weeks. You you've been did a sterling effort. Mark was so superb. I didn't have to do much at there all. There you go. No, Mark's... The other time, I loved the fact that Dean just said, uh, what do you think about it, JK? And they allowed me to talk. And I kept saying, Chidge would have stopped me by yeah. now. Yeah, uh, Dean, Dean doesn't interrupt you, mate. His tolerance and patience is far greater than mine. You know, but he is young and he will learn. Learn, exactly. You know, <laughs> when you get to my age, you've earned the right to be grumpy, irascible and interrupt everybody and uh, be, have no patience whatsoever. Absolutely. But it's also part of our shtick, mate. It's it's part of our yes. routine, isn't it? Yes, yes. We, we can't yes. disappoint the five listeners if we don't do that. Surely four listeners. Well, it, yeah, it did, it did actually go down to four while we were talking. So there you yes. go. 43. That's right. All right, boys. Lovely to see you as always. You, you yeah, get, get better. Stay well. And uh, you lot out there, you're brilliant too. Well done, particularly the people in Mixler. Thank you for listening. See you on Tuesday. See what I did there. Until then, actually, I said I, I said see you on Tuesday. Well, close enough. Okay, so there you go. See you on Tuesday. Yeah. Uh, but for those of you who prefer it, see you next Tuesday. Until yeah. then, keep it blue, keep it carefree, keep it chills. Up the chills! It's the 90th minute. All your mates are round. You've got your McNuggets share boxes ready to go. Your mates already got booked for double dipping and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. You in? At participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at 
luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.